This is the Visual Developers Podcast with your hosts, Lacey Kessler, Matt Varghese, and Ben Parker. Interviews, no-code reviews, tutorials, and more, we're here to talk about all things no-code. Hey, everybody. Ben here with Visual Dev FM. We're back with another episode, and I'm joined by one of my co-hosts, Matt one of one of us was too lazy to show up. No, I'm just kidding. Lacey, I'm sure Lacey will listen to the intro to see what we said about her. Uh, Lacey is unfortunately dealing with a tornado. So if for some reason something gets damaged, I'm going to feel eternally terrible about that joke. But uh, <laughs> yes, Lacey will join us next week when yeah. hopefully her house is intact. Yeah, hopefully Lacey joins us next week without tornado warnings. And in fact, exactly. if, if you hear noise where Matt and I are, we're preparing for the hellstorm of the century yep. uh, right yeah. now. Baseball-sized hell, they say, is coming towards us. So if it just gets loud, we're, we're sorry. Um, Oklahoma in the springtime and Texas. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, but uh, hopefully Lacey will be back next week. This week we're going to be talking about the No Bull launch from FinSuite. Um, they launched a product called No Bull that is an Airtable app, and we're going to dive into all of that. But before we do, we're going to start, like we always do, with our no-code roundup. So uh, let's dive in. And it's ironic uh, because I always say, starting with Webflow, and Lacey gives me the hardest time. And she always <laughs> like sends this Slack message, oh, is this a Webflow podcast? I didn't know it was a Webflow podcast. And uh, and so I started, the very first thing on the list here is Adalo. And she's not even here to... You, you don't even, form, I'm looking at this lineup, you don't even formally have like a Webflow announcement on Not it. even, uh, well, there's some Webflow related things, but there's not a lot yeah. of Webflow stuff happening. Wow, Lacey would be impressed. Lacey would be impressed. Uh, Those tornadoes, uh, that's scary. Uh, uh, Adalo, they launched a new component in the marketplace, and I don't know how I feel about it. Uh, What they launched is uh, interstitial ads, which you've all you've you've seen them. It's like you're using an app, and then you get interrupted by a full page ad that you have to like X out of, and typically you have to wait like five, four, three, oh, no. two X out. And uh, I know it's a great way to monetize the app. So if you're building an app and you have this thing and you want people in it and you're not charging for it and you want to make money, I get it. But I'm also like, oh. You're very anti. You're on the extreme spectrum of anti-advertising. But even I, who is pretty anti-advertising, I hate this. This is the worst. I mean, I, I hate the. Uh, I hate the, the concept, not the update. <laughs> um, like I'm glad a dollar is shipping things. I should clarify. That's right. Uh, That's right. Yes. No, I think, I'm glad they have they provide this as an option, yeah. but I hate it. I hate the I hate Google AdMob. Let's just say that I'll still yeah. share people for sure. And I know that there's like a lot of people who've probably been waiting for it and asking for it, trying to monetize their app. I get that, like totally understand that. Uh, but so it's cool that that launched. But at the same time, it's also like, ugh. Uh, I hope I don't use an Adalo app where that shows up in it. <laughs> in fact, t- typically any app where I see an ad like that, I, I delete it immediately off my phone. Um, that's that's just how I roll. Anyway, uh, but that, that launch from Adalo, very cool. Uh, their marketplace is really awesome, by the way. I don't know how many – like we've talked about a few things that have launched from that marketplace here on the show. But if you've been building an Adalo, you definitely need to go – or thinking about building an Adalo, you definitely need to go check out the marketplace because they've got so many great 
um, uh, plugins and pieces in there, uh, components that's really, really awesome. So go check it out. JetBoost dropped some new features. Uh, Chris doing all kinds of incredible work. Um, and so, um, oh, it looks like uh, they, they, uh, they had to deploy a fix, but the new features are this. The, you can alert when, multiple effect, when there are multiple affected elements in Webflow. So what this does is essentially, I think we've all probably done it. But, all the time. But, like, you select an element, and you make a style change to it, and you forget that it's, it exists in a couple of places. It's not a unique class. And sometimes what happens is people try to duplicate the class, and they instead hit rename, and they rename it, and then they start affecting it um, and, or changing it, and it affects the, the other element. So basically when you make a change, it's a little pop-up that says, you affected three elements, you affected five elements, you, like this, this had an impact on this many uh, elements, which is pretty interesting. Um, and then in that same vein, they also add an alert for if you make a change and it's not on the desktop, the main breakpoint, uh, that if it's at a non-desktop breakpoint, like the one of the larger ones or one of the mobile ones, it's going to alert you that that's where you made the change, um, which is pretty neat. Um, the, the last two, I think, are the coolest in my mind, the thing that excites me the most, which is the if you... One of the things that, that he released with this Chrome extension was the ability, like when you're editing the page settings in Webflow, you can take those those uh, code editors full screen. And you can write code and not be in that little box, right, where it's like overflow and you're just trying to kind of keep up with everything. Um, so the embed box, though, like if you put an embed on the page, you couldn't expand that. They've created it where, like, yes, you can do that now. You can take the embed box and make it full screen, which is pretty nice. And then my favorite one is if you use the OAuth list at all, like if you authorize a Webflow site and you have a lot of sites, there's no search functionality, and sometimes you have to scroll a lot to find the site you're looking for. They added a search functionality in true JetBoost form so you can search exactly for the site you're looking for and authorize that. So uh, this is a part of the extension that they support. This is not like a JetBoost feature, but I, I love this. I think this is so cool. Chris is really thinking out of the box about what kind of functionality and and like this is stuff that he's delivering. This doesn't cost you anything. Like you can just go get this Chrome extension; it's free. Like that kind of value is pretty impressive. Um, so awesome. I feel like I feel like Chris Bags needs to teach a uh, how to run a great SaaS app um, and maybe like a micro company because I don't know how big it is. I know he has like at least one employee, but if it's like two people and he's running JetBoost, I find that very, very impressive. Even if it was larger, like the way he runs it, I, I really respect, uh, this because not only is it like a, a cool product, but like from a business perspective, this is a really interesting lead gen tactic too. Uh, so like, I feel like it's multifaceted. Maybe you didn't think that way. Maybe I'm just conniving like that, but, uh, I, I he's smart man. He's got to teach a masterclass soon enough. Yeah, Chris is, and and on top of that, Chris is just an incredibly great person and uh, a really great person to get to to work with or talk to. So, um, props to Chris. This is really cool. Congrats on this. Um, I know I for one am really enjoying it. So uh, definitely link in the show notes if you want to go check that out. Um, up next, Connor uh, from Unicorn Factory. He posted a new video on Webflow, 11 tools to level up your Webflow game. 
Uh, I thought this was a really great video. I don't know if you got a chance to watch it, Matt, but he kind of goes through like member stack, Outseta, like some different tools that um, that you know people may not be thinking about, um, and the, maybe the the best way like to really uh, uh, take your your Webflow site to the next level. Um, if you're you're looking for integrations, and he covers like a wide variety, like there's cookie consent and all different things. So he kind of covers a, a wide range of of uh, tools. So it's a great video. Link in the show notes if you want to check that out. But highly recommend. Uh, strong work, Connor. This is really awesome. Um, Sarah Sweden, um, who is an accessibility expert, uh, announced that uh, she's releasing a new accessibility course. Um, and so if you're somebody who you've been Hearing us talk about accessibility, maybe you've been seeing talk about it um, uh, around it on the web, and, and you've been interested in it, but you're not sure where to get started or how to uh, how to get better, how to like uh, up your accessibility game, and really make sure that when you build products, they they're accessible and they're built for everybody. Uh, this would be a great course for you to go check out. Sarah is incredible. All of her content is unreal, amazing. Um, and so link in the show notes if you want to go check this out. But I've already signed up, uh, put in my email. I cannot wait. Uh, I think it's going to be really great. FinSuite. FinSuite announced a new show called Critique. Um, and so if you check it out, there's a link in the show notes. I think this one goes to a tweet. But essentially, critique is supposed to be a, a, a webflow show, and you. I think the pitch was uh, American Idol meets uh, meets web design. I think that's like TLDR. Essentially, I think they have two links. They're both Airtable. Uh, not shocking. It seems like FinSuite's really thrown their their. Uh, their dice for like they they're going for Webflow and Airtable. That's where they're at. Like those are the two products they they seem to be really working with. Um, so Airtable forms you can apply to be a judge. You can apply to submit a website, and essentially they'll pick judges. They'll have them on a panel, and then they'll take websites that people submitted, and you can then they'll like critique those. And if you watch as an audience, you'll be able to vote on what sites you think are best, and I guess there'll be a winner. I don't know if it's like this uh, long, ongoing uh, tournament. I plan to... Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if anybody really watched American Idol in the past like I did, but like you, you vote for the people you don't think are going to win, and you just try to get the internet on that site, right? Like That's, that's what, you, what you go for. This, this gives me... Uh, I, like, I'm sure it'll be a hit. It gives me anxiety, just as me because it gives me anxiety in my capstone presentation in college where you're just live presenting a project to a panel of judges and you hope they like it and they might rip it apart uh and they might not they might love it but uh i think it'd be fun to be on the judge side but not on the uh on the other side on the other side that's my day job like that's what i do for a living i go to i show websites to clients and they design and review it for me right in front of my eyes so <laughs> Uh, but nonetheless, it's a really cool idea. I'll, I'll, I'll tune into, and we'll we'll vote together. We'll rig the the uh, poll. <laughs> yes, we're all gonna vote for the one that that no one's <laughs> expecting. Uh, no, I know. I uh, I think this is a great idea too. And um, I think for most designers, they probably aren't flinching. Like if you've worked in design, you're like at this point, you've probably heard every critique you could possibly right. hear. Um, right. You know, uh, if I was. I would also like to be a judge at some point. Like I think that'd be cool. That's the side I would want to be on if I was going to be on a side. Uh, but that being said, you know I think the 
the the flip side of all of that is, you know, if I was a judge, I think I would want to to give the really bad advice. Like, can we make the logo a little bit? Can we make it pop more? Can we add a little more zing and pep? I want to be like as vague oh, as possible. Uh, no, I'm joking. Oh, I would man. never do that as a judge. But it, it's that gives me more anxiety. <laughs> Well, here's the good news. You do that. You do that for fun in your free time. Okay. (laughs) The good news is we know that's not the kind of feedback that's going to be happening, right? Like it's going to be much more actionable and, uh, and, and, and much more real world. So this will be cool. Um, if you've seen Finn Sweet's work, you know, they put out some incredible design. And so, uh, it'd be fun to hear from them and we'll see how this goes. Uh, FinSuite also released Noble into beta. Uh, we're going to talk about that in detail later, but there is a link in the show notes if you just want to go check out that uh, that page and and see what that's all about. MKT1, which is like an agency consultancy, they do marketing work. They released a, a newsletter article about how to build your site right the first time. And I thought this was really good. I don't know if anybody who's listening has read it. But if not, pause the podcast right now. Go click on the link in the show notes, read the article, and then come back. Um, but they talk about common mistakes. They list them. like a, Some of them are like uh, – it's well, the first one is it's not on Webflow or WordPress, which I thought was really funny. Um, but <laughs> The only two options. <laughs> marketing doesn't – Common mistakes in building your first, second, or third website. That's yeah, amazing. It's great. It's great. <laughs> they talk about how marketing doesn't own the website. You hire the agency with the wrong specialty. Copy says nothing, which to me that That's seems right. like a frequent one, like right, like frequent yeah, offender. Yeah. You know, difficult to make landing pages and not optimized for growth and designed in a vacuum. That's kind of their their list. And then they walk through all of those, what that means. It is a it is a really great article. So uh, definitely check it out. I thought there were a lot of valuable insights here. If you're about to launch a website, definitely go check that out. Jan uh, posted uh, Losert. I'm so sorry. I'm going to pronounce. I just always I'm going to pronounce the name wrong. That's what I do on this podcast. Chief pronounce chief of pronouncing name wrong names wrong. That's that's me. Uh, but Jan uh, posted a new project built in Webflow. Prismdata.com. I just wanted to put it in here. Like I don't know if it's news, but my gosh, is it an incredible site? Like it is. Next level, great. Um, if you go Anything check that it out, Jan does is worth talking about. It is so beautiful. Yep, and and Jan is the one who did cards, the cards uh, components in Webflow. So if you've been used cards 1.0 or 2.0, uh, the design system or or template system that's free, um, that that was him. So like I see a lot, of, I've opened a lot of sites and I see his work and I'm like. Yep, that's that's based off off uh, off cards, and so uh, just wanted to give a shout out. This is really great work. Thought it was amazing. A uh, softer dropped some new updates. Um, uh, they have their what's new page. I think it's softer.io slash what's new, but they have dynamic fields and list blocks, date field and custom form. Uh, they've improved their pages menu, um, and then they've added some multi language pieces, um, and then. Uh, they have the Learn Airtable Hub, which we've already talked about, but and uh, and they featured a community website that launched, so definitely worth checking out. But um, go uh, link in the show notes if you're going to see everything that was uh, everything that was new from Softer. 
Coda launched a new toolbar and cover image. So if you use Coda in the past, you would know that like they have a toolbar at the top that has all your text formatting options and all those different pieces. And then um, you know, and then they had a cover image, but that toolbar always remained at the top. And now they've changed it to where that does it's not there. You hit control or command. Control if you're on a Windows, command if you're on a Mac, it pops up. Or you highlight text, it's gonna pop up in line where you're at, so you don't have to like keep moving your mouse like to the top of the page and back down, which is pretty great. Um, and then it allows for that like edge to edge cover image without that that uh, menu being there. So that's pretty cool. Um, I thought that was a it's a pretty slick little feature, light feature that 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 launched, and I really like it. Um, I think it's uh, it's pretty neat. It's taking a while for me to get used to Coda looking that way. I'm always used to like seeing that menu bar up there, but I'm very I'm already very used to like using it in line. I really like it. So uh, link in the show notes if you want to go check that out. Glide has so as you know we're the official unofficial uh, Glide podcast, and uh, Glide has announced uh, apps for work, and what these are, are basically. They're app templates that are meant for private apps that you would use for your own business. And so um, there's a delivery uh, app. So, like, you know, maybe your business delivers things and, you know, you want to be able to, like, queue up uh, deliveries or directions or all these different pieces and be able to, like, you know, mark that as delivered. Okay, they've got one of those. They've got, like, field sales. They have a CRM. They've got property management. They've got an inventory app. This is really cool, and these are super effective. And I think this is this reminds me of like the Webflow showcase. A lot of times, people aren't sure where to start, and like they know, like they need to they have this business case for something. And if you want to create a private app for your business, this hits a lot of use cases. These apps, and it's nice to have something to start from without having to like start from scratch and try to figure it out. Um, so very cool apps for work. Link in the show notes if you want to check that out. They also announced, Matt, that they're looking for enterprise customers. So you'd have to be enterprise. Maybe you're an enterprise customer listening to this, but uh, enterprise customers who want to build on MySQL. So use MySQL as the uh, as the database instead of Glide's database or Google Sheet. So one one interesting thing I've been noticing is that the adoption rate for Webflow for your website. Uh, is a lot easier to convince enterprise customers of than of like the Glide apps because they haven't seen it in production. The VCs aren't necessarily talking about it all the time. I feel like a lot of these enterprise companies say like a lot of them will move based off of what their investors are saying. And if investors aren't talking about a tool like they talk about Webflow all the time, uh, then it's 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 harder to get buy in. But I imagine that this will happen much quicker than we think. Uh, I bet people will start will start seeing enterprise level glide apps if we don't already. I'm sure there's some that exist. I'm sure we'll start seeing it in the next like I would say year and a half, two years. Yeah, I think there's some already. I think I think it's just like you said, like adoption. I think there seems to be like an enterprise companies sometimes a hesitation to adopt no code. They're like, oh, Zapier. I don't know. It seems like it's not like an enterprise. Right. But, Right. Yeah. You know, oh, glide. Like, oh, I got you know. It also comes from engineering being butts and being like, oh no, screw that no code stuff. That's no good. In it's the gatekeeping coming back. Totally. Totally. It's the gatekeeping uh, coming back. So. 
uh, yeah, I, I think it's very, it is very possible that, uh, that engineering is just holding it up in these companies, but such is life. Yep. I, uh, <laughs> so uh, the next one is one of your favorite tools, Integromat. Uh, Matt's, Matt's an Integromat fan. They added a Zoom integration. Um, so link in the show notes if you want to check that out. It's actually linked to a YouTube video of them showing it off where essentially you list a meeting in an Airtable, right? And then, like, it will go and find the start date and time and create a Zoom link and add it to the Airtable and add the join link there and all that fun stuff. But they have a bunch of different use cases. So if you were wanting to use Zoom and do a lot of productivity stuff, like internally in your company um, or for just your own you know, personal productivity pieces, uh, or maybe like you're doing some sort of building some sort of scheduling app or whatever, uh, having that zoom feature there is going to be really nice. So definitely check that out. Uh, tally forms now has uh, multi-language support. Um, I thought that was really neat, uh, that they, they added that in. They've added a, they've added a couple new features. Some of them are smaller, like the ability to like duplicate and, uh, copy paste blocks on some different pieces, but definitely go check that out. Link in the show notes if you want to see what that's all about. A couple episodes back, we talked about an app where you could type in a like basically a use case or a, a, a description of the app you want to build, and then you know it would read the text and go build the app for you. I saw a tweet about a tool called DeBuild, um, which is joining this party, and, and if you go to their site, they just have one video where it's like. Uh, you know, subtract this amount, add this amount, then show my balance, and it automatically creates this app where these buttons add and subtract that amount from a balance that's listed on the page. Uh, this seems to be like uh, a definite direction people are wanting to go, which is it's cool. Like text-based, being able to like if you aren't a designer, being able to just like describe an app and see it built is. It seems like something from a hundred years from now, but it's it's wild. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. You know what's interesting? So I saw that I've been following that guy for a while. Sharif uh, Shamim is his name. I might have butchered that too. Um, but I'm following him for a while. I've actually been following him since he started a company called Vector Dash, which is very interesting. It's essentially cla- it's gaming, but if your computer does not support the specs for gaming, it's it's like Mighty. It streams it to your browser. Um, which I think is very cool. But I noticed, so like this is powered by GPT-3, and like I noticed that, and this goes back to gatekeeping, engineering or engineers were more supportive of this as a like landing page only, video only thing, which I'm sure it'll be huge. I can't wait to try it. But like traditional engineers were more supportive of this than they were of no code, which I find very fascinating. I don't know what that is. I don't know what causes that. Maybe they think GPT-3 is only available for engineers and that. And it's, I mean, GPT-3 is beta access only anyway. So they're probably like, it's some level of abstracted away from us plebs. Uh, so <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's, it's interesting. It is interesting. I, 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 I know there'll be a market. I mean, there are going to be people who be people who, oh, totally. I, I, I think this will. Be, I think this will actually be huge. Uh, it just. I mean, it's going to take time. Uh, time. But like yeah. that. That app. Like it's so cool. I mean, yep. it's it's basic, but like it, he did it by just typing. Yep. Uh, yep. That's literally what. Can you imagine like 
people in the future literally being able to start a business by typing it into their keyboard. Like, oh, or even better, the, voice to text. Like you just say it. Oh oh, this God. is what I want. And yeah. It just does it. <laughs> oh my God! A Siri shortcut that takes it and pipes it into this website from your phone <laughs> to this. Like what? Siri, <laughs> add user systems to my site. <laughs> Siri, <laughs> add login functionality. Siri, uh, add commerce and, and yeah. contact at three pl. Uh, Siri, add Outsetta to my site. Um, <laughs> I. I at that point, like I'm sure, like I said, I'm sure this will be huge. But like, what's the differentiating idea for entrepreneurship? Which is a whole uh, different conversation. But like, is it the idea? Because right now we're trained that like, if the idea is so, uh, if holding the idea in is the only thing uh, protecting it from being created, what's the thing? Uh, I'm gonna sound like gibberish on this podcast. It's essentially <laughs> saying ideas are not unique. Yeah. Uh, I cannot remember the saying, the traditional saying for the life of me. There's but, nothing new under the sun. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. That, that same concept. And it, so it's like, well, what's the, where does entrepreneurship come from? Uh, it'll be interesting to see. That was a, it's a very philosophical point, I think, <laughs> or me being fake philosophical. Uh, but I'm curious. I'm just generally curious about the future of entrepreneur, entrepreneurship with tools like this. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Okay, so the last the last thing to mention in the roundup is a link to HTTP dump, um, which the link right now is not working. So maybe by the time this podcast um, releases, it'll be working again. It was uh, I found it on Product Hunt, and essentially, I think we mentioned this way back early days of the podcast. But there's a site called Webhook.site. Um, and essentially, webhook.site, what it does is it gives you an address you can send API calls to. So if you're trying to, like if, you're, if you've ever used the webhook step in uh, Integromat or, uh, or in uh, our HTTP call in Integromat or, or webhook in Zapier, and you're like, what, what information is actually getting sent? Like, what does that look like? Uh, it gives you like an address you can just have that posted to so you can kind of see what, what, what's coming through. Um, Webhook.site can be pretty complicated. Um, the HTTP dump looks pretty cool because it's kind of like a basic version of that. Um, so if you're ever interested in kind of troubleshooting some of those things, definitely worth checking out. Link in the show notes if it works. Um, hoping that they resolve those issues, but wanted to wanted to mention it. So awesome. That's the Node Code Roundup for this week. But uh, so we can just kind of jump right into like talking about about no bull. Um, so I had a chance to play with it a little bit uh, this week. Hold on, hold on. Before we go into this, I think it's interesting to note the how the idea came about, right? Because didn't it come about during the Webflow World Tour as a concept? Like, wasn't that the origin story? I'm pretty sure that that that's what it was. Um, because I remember talking to Joe after uh, on like a on a Zoom call, and he was like, "Yeah, like we have this idea, like I want to roll it out, but like we haven't uh, finished it yet." And so it was just a concept at the time that they were pitching to uh, the Web Webflow World Tour. And he said, "If we win the competition or whatever, uh, that they would build it." So bravo that he stuck to his word and he built it. I think that's very impressive. Totally. Totally, and it's uh, 
it's 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 a pretty interesting piece. So first thing to note is that it's in beta, right? So like this is this is new. There's still functionality that they want to add and things that that uh, they want to to make sure um, get built in and 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 other things that they they want it to do. Um, and so and in fact, if you didn't watch their launch uh, like the launch video, I think we'll try to include that in the show notes. But essentially, uh, they they did a live launch on uh, or earlier this week um, where they kind of walked everybody through. They answered questions about it and walked everybody through functionality and showed different use cases for it. Um, but here's what it is. Uh, we've talked about this here before. Airtable has built in this ability to have apps, so you can in- install apps in, in, in Airtable, which, by the way, Airtable, bravo, just like a brilliant idea. You know, like uh, it really uh, is pretty incredible. Um, and I've been making uh, API calls from Airtable since that sort of launch. Like you can write code. You can install apps. There is an app, uh, an app that was already in there called, I think it's something API Fetch or Go Fetch or I don't, know, I can't remember what the name of it is. But some people were using that. You could write JavaScript and have API calls. That's you know, so writing a little code, you can have code running and dump stuff into the Webflow CMS API using that API, or you can you know vice versa, whatever. What FinSuite has done is essentially no coded that right like they they abstracted that process away so now you don't have to like go through and uh go through a lot of work building api calls for your for your table and writing that code essentially they've put a front end on it and made it where you can just kind of click through so essentially now there's a link uh earlier where i think we mentioned it at like the 1240 mark that's the link to the beta um app at Airtable, you can you have to be a pro, so you have to be on a pro plan at Airtable to use it. So if you're on the free plan or like I think the personal plan, I can't remember how they name theirs. Um, so there's free, the first step in. You got to be all the way up on the pro plan to be able to use it. So um, so if you're on the pro plan and you're an Airtable user, this like this is for you. So essentially, uh, you install it and then it kind of gives you that interface on the right hand side and you can kind of select. You know what table you want to work with in Airtable, and then you can uh, go get your uh, Webflow API key from the Webflow integrations page of your uh, uh, of your app, your site setting, and then you add that in. And that's not going to FinSuite. FinSuite's not keeping that right. That sets in API uh, or into the secrets of Airtable, right? So Airtable's taking care of that from a security standpoint. Uh, so nothing to worry about there. Um, and you, you put that in there and then it basically lists your site and then you can choose what CMS collection you want to work with. And then allows you to essentially sync your data and you can sync, you can basically say, I want to pull it from Webflow and put it into Airtable. So maybe you have a workflow where people are creating content in Webflow and you just want to make sure that it gets synced back into Airtable because other people are doing work based off of that and taking that content and putting it elsewhere or have other workflows um, or you can do it the other way around. Instead of having people working in the Webflow CMS um, or the Webflow Data Manager, a Webflow Designer, you could add content in to Airtable. Boom! It gets passed right through to Webflow uh, CMS, and then on the live site. And then you can also think about it as, I mean, we t- one of the things that I've, I've taught on and created content around is building like an upvote system. You can have forms where people. Boom, the form goes to Airtable. That content then gets synced back to Webflow. Um, so it's pretty 
it's pretty neat. It's a it's it's a pretty neat uh, product, um, and so far I've been really impressed with it. So in essence, is it like a two way sync? Maybe not real time, but it is two way. It can be. It can be. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What? Why the pause? Well, I mean, there are there are a whole bunch of catches here, right? Like, so there are some there are some things with the Webflow product that kind of make that can make some things difficult. So, for instance, one thing I think everybody here who's built something, some sort of app functionality, has run into it. Let's say you want to add a video link to a, to the video field of your CMS via Airtable or via Zapier or Integromat or API call. Yeah, it adds the link, but like when you it publishes it, when you pull up the page, nothing there, right? Mm-hmm. Why? Because that validation is not not happening like in the back end when that gets added. You basically open that up, you put your cursor into that field, it automatically clicks over that, and then you publish, and it's there. And you're like, oh well, that's kind of defeats the purpose. So what people typically do is add a plain text field, pass the video there, then they use a code embed and like. You just embed code and pass the URL through, you know. So, like, there's some pieces there. There's some catches with, like, multi-image fields and file fields. And also, like, like for instance, the rich text in Airtable is a little limited. Um, and so let's say in Webflow you put in a code embed, and then you want to pull that rich text over to Airtable. It'll pull over the text, but the code embed's not coming. It's not coming with it that's in there, right? Like, so... Um, there Could are you, some. There are some. There are some gotchas. You know, with with that last one, um, could you, in essence, add a new field to your or new column to your um, Airtable base that will take in the rich text field and either push it to an endpoint and return HTML formatted content and then send that field back to Webflow? I don't know if it lets you get that. Good I, I don't think you can because I don't think that. When you get it from Webflow, Airtable's not... It has to be the same place. I see. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I see. yeah. I mean, Airtable doesn't have anything, so they can't send it forward to do anything, right? So there's still some pieces, and I know the... And they're also... They're not using any of the e-commerce endpoints right now, I don't think. So that's not doesn't, available. Doesn't your browser have to be open? Yeah, and then the, your browser needs to be open. So like, if you have these scheduled things running with with this noble app you'll want to have the air table open you'll want to have that so it can run because so you you can do it a couple ways one you can manually hit the button and it'll just run so you can be like oh i want to sync that now boom hit the button run nice um or like you can say every five minutes every 10 minutes it's not instant um so like if you're thinking like so for instance let's take the upvote like somebody votes for something great well, it's not an up like the upvote that I built, where like you hit it, the number automatically goes, and it like it might even change the order on the page. That's not going to happen. Um, but um, in five minutes, those totals will update. I, you know, you'd have to have some sort of polling, like some sort of system on the front end to to refresh that. So basically, people have to refresh their page in order to see the results uh, because there's nothing that's reloading. You know, the front end because the work's happening in the back end. So, like, from that standpoint, it would be better from... one of the, Like, one of the use cases they mentioned was, like, say that you and I had this live show right now, and we said, tell us what your favorite thing about Noble is. And we had five things listed, and everybody was voting. Um, you know, at the end of the... By the end of the show, we could refresh it and tell you, oh, looks like this is the most requested feature, right? Like, you could do it mm-hmm. that way. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So there, there's some good use cases. I'll walk you through my use case. So we're, I'm actually developing a brand new, um, designing and developing a brand new visual dev FM website right now, um, which we're pretty excited about, and we can't wait to share with you. Got some cool stuff coming. Uh, but I needed to get content out of Webflow and my, our current project and put it in a new one where we're building. So, you know, in years in, in times past, I would use Integromat. Well, I think we've talked about how you can do that. Basically, get all the data from here, put it all in there. Um, or Parabola. Parabola is really great for this. Go get all this data, put it all over here. Uh, it's w- great working with data in mass. What I was able to do is essentially um, look at the fields in our CMS, create them in Airtable, and then you want to make sure you have an item ID column and you have a slug column um, and then I was able to say okay get the data from Webflow put it in Airtable boom it went and got all of our data so I did the and here's the here's the magic part here's where I want to like really give their team so much credit I just did the categories uh, uh, collection first because it's a reference field and then um, it's a multi-reference field actually so we have multiple categories listed uh, per episode or whatever right and so pulled the categories over, then I pulled the episodes over, and it maps the multi-reference fields like magic. Like, Damn, that's it's, impressive. It's so good, right? Yeah. So then I need to get it into like my new project, but I've got the IDs already listed now right. from the old project. Well, you just select the entire column, delete to clear all the values out, clears all the values out, and then you can switch. You can go into the app and connect a new site and say, now take the data from Airtable and put it into Webflow, this nice. new project. Hit a button, puts all the categories over. Hit a button, puts all the episodes over with all the multi-reference fields mapping the way that they should. Um, it, it, it was a really great, great process. So if you're somebody who just keeps all of your data in Airtable, like that's the place where it lives, this is an incredible tool for you to be using. I mean, the value, and it's just in beta, right? Like, this is just in beta. This is not out. This is not, like, full release. This is just beta. So for that functionality being just in beta, like, just in this, like, unbelievable, that value was was really pretty impressive. Um, I know one thing Joe mentioned in the launch video was that Maybe they'll take it out of Airtable, and maybe this is a platform they'll build themselves where you could just like nice have like a third party that sits in between you know Airtable and and Webflow, or oh. maybe I don't know what Joe's intention is, or maybe Joe might say like Airtable's cool, but like what if what if you want to bring your own back in? What if you have it in Firebase and you want to put it in Webflow? What if you have it in you know, super base. What if you have it in Google Sheets? What if you have it in? What if you have it in Booty Base. What if you? <laughs> what if you have it in Booty Base? What if you have it? You know, I mean, like, what if you have it in MySQL? What if you have it in like Mongo? Like, what if you have it in in these? I don't know if that's their intention. Maybe I'm dreaming big here, hoping for like cool cool use cases. Uh, but I loved hearing that. I loved hearing saying like, "Hey, f- we're not tied to this Airtable platform." Uh, we don't feel like, you know, this is something that we're going to be stuck with. We we will explore options outside of it, which I thought was really cool. Um, and so, but launching launching that uh, watching that launch was really it was pretty pretty exciting. Um, seeing all the things that they're doing and, and all the work that they're doing. Um, I mean, you got to give uh, props to the Fin Suite team. 
there's a lot of stuff that they, I mean, if you haven't used their CMS library, incredible. Like the tools that they built to work with the Webflow CMS. If you haven't used this, incredible. Like it, it's one of those experiences. I think we talked about this with JetBoost. Like it's just kind of like this, ooh, that's magic, right? Like that's, it's nice. It's really cool to like say, I've got all these items in Webflow and I want to get them in Airtable. You hit a button and just watch it populate and go is like, it's great. And if you're an Airtable expert and you're used to having all these different different pieces, uh, you know, you can create a bunch of different views based off that one that one base uh, and gives you a lot of functionality. The other thing that he did say, Joe did say, is they're in the future also looking at tying uh, this not to just uh, a specific base but to a view in that base as well. So you could say, oh, actually, this view. Uh, and another thing that doesn't work that I think that we should point out is – like if you have a formula uh, table or a formula column, it won't pass through the way you want it to. So if you're trying to do calculations, like that, that won't work yet. But it's something they're working on. So, so there are a few. But once again, it's in beta. Like for for where it's at now, I'm actually really impressed. And if you want to check this out, um, really dive into the details. Um, go to uh, noble-airtable.webflow.io. Uh, link in the show notes if you want to check that out. Uh, but it basically walks you through the app, gives you a link to get it, uh, walks you through the docs, it makes the docs available so you can kind of see how it should work, what that functionality looks like, um, and in and, uh, and, and a place where you can really dive in and get started. So uh, I don't know. I was impressed by this, Matt. Like, first time through, like, I watched no videos. I read zero documentation. <laughs> right. I installed it and, and did it. Um, and to Dude, me... That's the future of software development. I think that's, like you don't have to run your own API calls and set up like even like if you think about it, it's not a it's this would totally be selling parabola short. It's not a parabola replacement, but it's a parabola replacement for this specific use case if you want to run it manually. And so like they abstracted a no code tool. <laughs> like Talk about like the layers of abstraction happening here, and it's only gonna get deeper. Soon, someone's gonna be able to type into uh, that that text-based tool, uh, <laughs> import uh, Airtable data into Webflow, and it's just gonna run. And we're just gonna be like, uh, so yeah, man, it's crazy. Bravo, bravo, Ben uh, Sweet. Yeah, it's very cool. I mean, you gotta say like. To me, it's the that's the mark of a great app, right? Like I didn't need any instructions. I didn't need anybody to handhold me. I didn't need to go consult anything. It just it just made sense, um, and I felt like it was really straightforward and it worked really well. Uh, now uh, I, I just I yeah completely blown away by it. Thought it was really great, and and you know there were some people who were in the chat. I was so I read the chat replay, um, who were like, "Oh, Zapier replacement," and I'm like, "Well." I mean, it depends on what your use case is, right? Uh, so, like, if you have a lot of different apps you're working with, it's going to be hard to replace Zapier. But, like, if your tools are, like, Webflow and Airtable, and that's your stack, and that's how you're building, like, this is going to be a great tool for you to be using. So, uh, provide you a lot of value, and if, especially if you're already... I think this is where where it really hits is for people who are one Webflow users and two people who are like Airtable pros and like maybe even you're somebody who hasn't really given Webflow a go, but you're like I could buy a template instead of the CMS. I've got a ton of data, 
in Airtable, and I would like to turn it into an app. I, I think back to Matt's Google Sheet that he created a Glide app of like restaurant listings, right? Like if you have like all that data available, it's really easy to just go dump that in Webflow and have a site that lists. All, like if you've been curating this data, it empowers you to really get that over to to a front end really easily, um, and and it makes that a whole lot easier instead of having to manually enter it or go learn Zapier or Parabola, but to just be able to open an app in Airtable and just you know click a few buttons after you paste your your uh, API key over and and make it go, it's impressive. It, it really was a, uh, just a, a really fun. I had a lot of fun uh, getting to to dig around with it, and so. Uh, there's a few other things I'm looking forward to trying with it, so can't wait. Um, and so we'll keep talking about it as they bring it out of beta and make it a full version. They they don't know pricing yet. Right now it's free because it's in beta. But, you know, they're making a lot of API calls. Um, and so I'm sure at some point there'll be a price on it. Um, there'll probably be rate limits, I, I would assume. I don't know. Like, you can only make calls every so often. They're probably going to use this beta. I'm going to assume they're going to use this beta period to kind of figure out What's usage look like? What can we? What should we be charging for it? And there'll probably be pricing involved with it. Would be my guess. Um, don't want to speak for anybody. And then maybe, like I said, maybe they and like Joe said, maybe they end up not using Airtable in the end and having their own platform. But very cool. Um, and so we wanted to make sure we just got to share first impressions and talk about uh, our, our our takes on this because we really I don't know, I I really enjoyed getting to to dig in. So sweet. Well, that's it. That's that's the no bull episode. And I, I uh, and if you're wondering what we're like, if you're thinking noble, uh, I'm I'm from Oklahoma. N o n o b u l l, like no bull, um, uh, but it's one word. It's all together. Uh, so no bull dash. I think it's no bull dash. Um, noble-airtable.webflow.io so definitely go check it out link in the show notes if you want to go check it out uh, but thanks for listening and hanging out we really appreciate you you all uh, hanging in with us and, and listening week to week uh, it's been awesome and um, we've got a lot of exciting things coming so, so stay tuned and we'll be back next week with more bye everybody deuce Thanks for listening to visualdev.fm. You can find us on your favorite social media platform at visualdev.fm. 